a new thing. Hello, I'm Malcolm, and welcome to your daily devotional podcast, anchored in Isaiah 43 and verse 19. God says, see, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up, do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Now we're currently looking at God doing a new thing in the life of Daniel, and today we explore Daniel's exile. Reading some excerpts from Daniel chapter 1, we find that in the third year of the reign of King Jehoiakim of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon comes to Jerusalem, besieges it, and King Jehoiakim of Judah falls into his power. The king commands his palace master Ashpenaz to bring some of the Israelite royal family, nobility, young men uh, who are wise and have knowledge and insight and competent. They're there to be taught the literature and language of the Chaldeans. And the palace master gives them some new names. Daniel, he called Belteshazzar. And then Hananiah, Shadrach, Mishael, he called Meshach, Azariah, he called Abednego. That's all from Daniel chapter 1, verses 1 to 7. Here we have the setting for Daniel and his exile. In fact, he's referred to by his contemporary Ezekiel in chapter 14 of Ezekiel, verses 12 to 14, who compares him there to Noah and Job. You can look that passage up if you like. Quite an accolade. Daniel is in exile. He's a thousand miles from home. He has been removed from his family, his society, his culture, and his religion. His liberty is curtailed. He is a persecuted minority. He has a new language to learn, and he doesn't know his way around. He's been given a name he didn't ask for, and a job he didn't ask for. Ultimately, his convictions are tested by this exile. I don't know about you, but I wouldn't want to swap places with Daniel. And yet, and yet, aren't you and I in a similar exile? What I mean is that when we decided to follow Jesus and we took on the persona of a disciple and made Jesus Lord, we, we came home. We really did come home, but, but we're not finally home. Not yet, are we? In some ways, our exile is ended. And in other ways, it continues, but just with a different context. I mean, we're no longer distance, distant from God. That exile is over. But we, being in his kingdom, we don't belong to the kingdom of the world any longer. And thus, we're in exile from the context in which we live our daily lives. The Apostle Peter recognized this, particularly in the book of First Peter, in chapter 1, verses 1 and 2, he describes the people of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, those people chosen and destined by God, the Father, and sanctified by the Spirit to be obedient to Jesus Christ, to be sprinkled with his blood. These are awesome things and qualifications and things that God has done. He describes all those people, those Christians, those followers of Jesus as exiles. Christians, in some senses, are exiles. The Greek word means pilgrim, refugee, someone residing in a country not one's own, a sojourner, a stranger. He goes on in chapter 2 to say this in verses 11 to 12, and you might like to look at the preceding verses, which are very inspiring. But he says, Beloved, I urge you as aliens and exiles to abstain from the desires of the flesh that wage war against the soul. Conduct yourselves honorably among the Gentiles so that 
Though they malign you as evildoers, they may see your honourable deeds and glorify God when he comes to judge. Doesn't that sound rather like Daniel's situation? Someone who God used to, well, to express honourable deeds and glorify God. Why not take some time today to ask God to give you a sense of security even while you are in exile so that you can live a life that glorifies God and live out some honorable deeds. Ask God to give you Daniel-style confidence even in your exile. I hope you find your heart, your life, your congregation and your world inspired by God doing a new thing. Until tomorrow, take care and God bless. Thank you.